You're listening to a podcast from Services Australia. Welcome back to our special podcast series on coronavirus. My name is Hank Jongen, General Manager from Services Australia, and I'm talking today with Justin Follett from the Financial Information Service. In today's episode, we're going to talk about older Australians in the workforce, particularly those who are self-employed, who have been affected by the coronavirus pandemic. The impact of the pandemic has completely upended many workers' income and job prospects. Some may have thought they were out of work, but fortunately their employer can keep paying them because they are eligible for the JobKeeper payment with the Australian Taxation Office. But for a lot of older Australians who are still working or self-employed, it can be a question of whether the JobKeeper payment will affect their age pension and what their options are. If this is a situation you're in or you know someone else who is, it can understandably be a difficult time and you may need to make some important decisions. Fortunately, we have Justin here to talk us through this all. Hi, Hank. Thanks for having me. Before we jump into JobKeeper payment and age pension, um, I'd like to walk through the options for an older worker who's lost their job or income as a result of the financial impacts of coronavirus. Um, one of the uh, overarching income support payments to assist people at the moment looking for work is the job seeker payment. Now, it's paid to people between the ages of 22 and age pension age, which is currently 66. That's right. But of course, if you're an older worker over the age of 66, you won't be eligible for job seeker payment. And the more appropriate payment to go on if you're still eligible would be age pension. So there are likely to be situations where older workers are either now claiming age pension for the first time, or they've otherwise been able to receive age pension while working as their employment or self-employment income hasn't been enough to stop them getting an age pension. These pensioners may have increased their rate of payment or applied for the age pension for the first time because their income has stopped. But now they go and find out that their employer or they themselves as a sole trader may be eligible for the JobKeeper payment. Now, we've spoken about this in an earlier podcast, but Justin, let's refresh everyone again on what the JobKeeper payment actually is. Sure. JobKeeper payment is a wage subsidy paid by the Australian Taxation Office to eligible employers or people who are self-employed and who have become financially impacted because of the coronavirus. The JobKeeper payment is not paid directly to employees. That is, your boss doesn't pay you JobKeeper payment. They pay you a normal wage, which will now be a minimum of $1,500 before tax per fortnight. The employer, or the person running their own business, will get the JobKeeper payment from the ATO paid to the business to help them then offset some of the costs of paying wages or help them to continue to receive an income while they run their own business. 
It's paid to businesses who've had a significant fall in business turnover and is paid for every registered full-time and part-time employees or casuals who've worked with them regularly for more than 12 months. Because this is looked after by the ATO, employees and employers should go to their website, which is ato.gov.au, to get more information. So, Justin, what you're saying is that if I'm on an age pension and my employer chooses to participate in the JobKeeper payment scheme, what I get paid by them is, in fact, still a wage. Do I report these wages like I always have? And what will that do to my pension? Could it mean I lose the pension because I'm now receiving $1,500 before tax per fortnight from my employer? Well, as you know, Hank, the age pension is both income and assets tested. Employment income may be just one source of income that determines a person's rate of payment. So if you're receiving an age pension and working, you'd already be familiar with reporting income to us as part of your obligations for receiving that pension. You'll still need to report your income to us and your partner's income if you're a member of a couple. We've made some changes so that when you report, we will ask you if you or your partner are declaring income that includes the JobKeeper payment as paid to your employer. The reality of this situation, and I'll get to this a bit later, is that you might not be eligible to receive your age pension. If your income from your employment is too high, Services Australia doesn't actually cancel the pension straight away. Instead, we'll keep your pension current, but at zero dollars. So you're getting paid at what we call a zero rate. So you don't get any payments. Then after 12 consecutive weeks of receiving zero rate, your age pension will then cancel. And you may need to reapply for it again if your income changes at some time in the future. Now, for people with more complicated financial arrangements, they may benefit from a free and impartial conversation with a financial information service officer who can then go through their personal situation and explain the different options. If you call Services Australia on 132300 and ask to speak to a financial information service officer when prompted, you'll be transferred to one of our FIS officers who can go through your personal situation and explain the options for you. Well, most of you would know I'm a big fan of the financial information service officers and the services they provide. Um, but where does a pensioner stand with their concession card eligibility if they're on a $0 rate for those 12 weeks? Do they keep their pension concession card if they need help with cheaper medications, for example? Yes. Yeah, so, Hank, if a person's in receipt of the age pension at any rate, they're eligible for a pension concession card. In the situation where a customer's income means their pension is at $0 due to their income, they are still eligible for an age pension, even though they're not getting any of it, and therefore they keep the pension concession card until the 12 weeks have passed. But once that 12 weeks is over, though, it's important to say that the card will end. The concession eligibility will end when the pension ends. It's also important to say that if a customer's income reduces in that 12-week period. So say I'm six weeks in and then that source of income drops and I do get some form of actual paid rate of pension. So I do get paid something into my bank account. Then that 12-week window that I'm allowed to have with at zero rate, that restarts again. So it kicks back up again and I've got another 12 weeks where I can get zero rate of pension before it, the pension cancels altogether. 
But if you do lose your pension concession card, 12 weeks are over, earned too much, pension finally cancels, then I could potentially try and apply for another concession card. The main one out there is called the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card. Uh, it still gives you access to the cheap medication, same as if you had a pension concession card. You can get the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card if you're of age pension age, but you don't qualify for a Centrelink payment. It's got a different income test to the age pension and it doesn't look at your assets when you're looking at eligibility. Okay. But look, what about less complex cases where a pensioner's income is still under the limits for the age pension? So let's talk about the income test for the age pension. There's an amount of money someone can earn in assessable income before the income affects their pension. That amount is $174 per fortnight for a single person and $308 per fortnight combined for a couple. For a single person, the age pension goes down by 50 cents in the dollar for every additional dollar that they earn or 25 cents per person for members of a couple. It will then reach a limit where the age pension is no longer payable. This means that if the age pension will completely stop when a single person's accessible income goes over $2,062.60 a fortnight and it's $3,155.20 combined per fortnight for a member of a couple. Okay, and that leads me to my next question. If a person is receiving income from a wage or self-employment and they're also getting the age pension, is that counted as income under work bonus? Just for those who aren't familiar with work bonus, this allows eligible pensioners to earn more income from working without it reducing their pension rate. Services Australia disregards the first $300 earned per fortnight from wages or self-employment income. If you earn less than $300 a fortnight, the remaining amount will transfer to what's called your work bonus balance. Now, this can accrue up to a maximum of $7,800. You can then draw from your work bonus balance to offset any higher earnings if you earn more than $300 a fortnight. So in that sense, how does the work bonus interact with JobKeeper payment? And that is a great question. Remember, JobKeeper payment is paid to your employer. What your employer pays you is just a wage. And the work bonus can be applied to wages that you earn for working for someone in Australia, which includes paid leave and to income earned through self-employment during work that involves effort. So you've actively got to be doing out there doing something from self-employment in order to qualify. But we'll get to self-employment and sole traders a little bit later. If a worker is receiving an age pension and they're being kept on by their employer and that employer is claiming the JobKeeper payment from the ATO, then the age pensioner is getting paid a fortnightly minimum wage of $1,500 before tax. And because it's a wage, it qualifies under the work bonus. This means Service Australia would not count the first $300 per fortnight from that wage and only count the remaining $1,200 as income which can then affect their rate of age pension. And as you said, Hank, any fortnightly any fortnight a person is on an age pension and not earning any income, they accrue a work bonus balance of $300 up to that maximum of $7,800 that can then be used to offset future income. 
So this means that if an age pensioner had no income for six weeks, so they didn't work for six weeks, they will have accrued $900 as a work bonus balance. That first fortnight they're paid $1,500 from their employer, it'll be reduced by the $300 work bonus, as we do always, but then the remaining $1,200 will be offset by the $900 work bonus balance that they have built up over those last six weeks, which means that only $300 of the wages that they've earned is accessible income for Services Australia and affecting their pension. They've earned $1,500, but Services Australia only assesses $300. In this case though, they've used up all their existing work bonus balance. This means that their second payment from their employer of $1,500 is only reduced by the standard $300 work bonus that we do every fortnight. Okay, that means that if they had no other income, and with the income-free areas under the pension income test, the age pension would only go down by a proportion of the $1,500 per fortnight. Would that mean age pensioners are better off getting paid a wage from their employer who registers for the JobKeeper payment scheme? So if I was a single person receiving the maximum rate of age pension and with no other income apart from my wage, the $1,500 per fortnight payment from my employer, it would only reduce my age pension by $513 per fortnight. So instead of the $944.30, which is the full rate of age pension for a single person that I was getting beforehand, my pension rate would now be $431.30 per fortnight. Now, if I add that to my wage, I'm now getting $1,931.30 per fortnight in income. I'm actually $987 a fortnight better off because I'm getting the wage from my employer. Okay, so what do I need to do if I'm in this situation? Okay, coming back around to what I mentioned before, if you're on an age pension and your employer receives a JobKeeper payment, you're going to have to report your fortnightly wage using your Centrelink online account on MyGov. Reporting income is going to be a very familiar process for age pensioners who've been in the workforce while receiving their pension. But we will ask you or your partner, are you declaring income that includes JobKeeper payment? The important thing to remember is money your employer pays you through the JobKeeper payment scheme must be reported against the period that you earned it. There's a great page on our website that steps you through how to report your income online and explains what details you need to give us. So visit servicesaustralia.gov.au slash income reporting. Good. Now, you made reference earlier to self-employed people. Let's revisit that. There are a lot of pensioners who are also sole traders still running their own business. How do they fit into all of this? So for the purpose of JobKeeper payment, the ATO says a business may get JobKeeper payments if the business meets the eligibility requirements about the loss of income and they have technical terms, so apologies, but they have a non-employee individual who's actively engaged in the running of the business. So if that's you, for example, you're a sole trader who owns your business, you can still get a JobKeeper payment because you've declared yourself to the ATO as being what they call an eligible business participant. This means you can get the JobKeeper payment paid to you and this is a taxable income that you would then report on your tax return. 
Now, for age pension purposes, as we touched on before, income from active self-employment is counted towards the work bonus, which means that Services Australia will not look at the first $300 earned per fortnight, same as if it was from a wage and salary earner. Okay. So how does someone running their own business report their income to Services Australia? If an age pensioner is self-employed and receiving JobKeeper payment, they need to lodge an updated profit and loss statement if they've had a change to their overall business income. This would also include people who asked for the pension to be recalculated when the business income stopped and then they started getting the JobKeeper payment a little bit later. Now you can print off a profit and loss statement from our website at servicesaustralia.gov.au if you want to know how to fill one out. Now, if the income that they receive from JobKeeper payment is likely to be close to their income from their last financial year, and they don't think there's going to be any real change in their business income, then they actually don't need to do anything. They can keep getting their age pension based on what they've already reported, and we'll see them when they lodge their next tax return and they bring the tax return into us, so nothing needs to be done. The important point is that if you're running your own business, and you've had a significant change in your business income, that the JobKeeper payment has meant that what you were earning beforehand is very different to what you're earning now. In those cases, you need to advise Services Australia through that updated profit and loss statement within 14 days. Okay. Well, Justin, thanks again for helping us out with all of this information. And thank you for tuning in to this special podcast series. If you're thinking of applying for age pension, there's a wealth of information on our website at servicesaustralia.gov.au slash agepension, including eligibility criteria, how to claim, and what documents or information you need to make your claim. To recap those websites we've talked about, you can find more information about the age pension payment on our website at servicesaustralia.gov.au and information about JobKeeper payment to the ATO website at ato.gov.au. Please note, the information discussed in this episode is current at the time of recording. To keep up to date with the latest news or changes about our payments and services, visit our website at servicesaustralia.gov.au or follow Services Australia on either Facebook or Twitter. Until next time, goodbye for now. You've been listening to a podcast from Services Australia. For more information, visit servicesaustralia.gov.au.